0: Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show and a midweek installment of Bullet Points. And here's the question we'll be pondering together this week. How do you know if you have a toxic friend? So how do you know if you have a toxic friend? This one's a tricky one to talk about because like a lot of you, I expect, I have found myself in this situation before where you have a friend that you care about, that you enjoy spending time with, that you want to be friends with, but over time you begin to see that perhaps the dynamic isn't especially healthy or helpful for either of you. And the reason I've never broached this subject before on the show is because I'd never want it to look as though I was using my podcast to passive-aggressively make a point. If I'm going to make it, I'll make it to your face. But I've also walked away from situations before knowing that trying to reason with someone or present my side of things how I feel its just a fool's errand. But this is something that has come up time and time again in emails to thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and also in DMs on social with people saying, please, could you talk about this on an episode of the show? And you've been asking me, so let's talk about it. Here we are. And I actually, a few years ago, when this was sort of very present in my life, I actually wrote the outline of a feature I wanted to pitch to a magazine called, Is Your Friendship Killing You? Because I had come to learn that the impact of being in a lopsided, high maintenance relationship and then leaving it could have a very real impact on one's emotional, mental and physical health. And I think you've probably heard me say on the podcast before, the ending of friendships, particularly between females, can often be more devastating than a divorce. Um, Often, that probably sounds quite broad strokes, but It can be as devastating as a divorce because the emotional ties are so, so great and so powerful. And there is proof of this. There is proof of this actually causing trauma. So scientists at UCLA's School of Medicine found that negative social interactions can cause increased inflammation, which can lead to a range of illnesses from high blood pressure to heart disease. And I'm sure none of us needs to think especially hard about that person in our lives who we enjoy, but with whom there's an invisible layer of stress when you're around them. And like I said, I've sort of um, dealt with this a few times and I like to describe it as being friends with a lion. It looks really good from the outside and it feels really good on the inside because the lion likes you and that makes you look and feel special somehow. And look, the lion chose you. But everybody knows that the lion can maul you at any given moment and so there's this constant risk there's this comfort oh yeah I no this is fine but there's a constant risk at all times that you're you're aware of even if it is in the distance and I have definitely experienced this in my life and I have been in that situation where it's as though I have to keep learning the same lesson just from different people and I hope I hope I've, I hope I've learned it for the last time I hope I've finally got it. And I hopefully now I'm much better at spotting those characteristics in others and making a hasty retreat. But with all of that said, though, I think I used to be drawn to these sorts of dynamics and perhaps was even a great magnet for those sorts of personalities because of my own low self-esteem so before we start looking for the flaws in others, I think there's huge benefit to looking at what you're bringing to the table when it comes to your friendships. I know my previous setting was always to be available. Never leave someone waiting for a text and... I don't love telling you this but to always be ingratiating yourself such was my self-worth I didn't call it that at the time I didn't know that's what it was at the time but such was my self-worth a few years ago that I thought people would only want me around if I was always over delivering if I was always doing this doing that being available for the other oh I'll do that no let me do it for you not only is that exhausting But it's actually manipulative and it's important to be honest about that. It might not be malicious and it might be coming from a place of low self-worth, but it is still manipulative. And I say this because if you've ever come out of a relationship or friendship and felt completely rinsed, you may stumble upon the empath narcissist paradigm, which neatly creates a victim and a villain the needy, self-absorbed, narcissistic personality who makes use of and drains the more sympathetic and caring personality. And when you're feeling heartbroken and terrible, And as though you've been done over by somebody, it's really nice to think something has been maliciously done to you by a bad person. And it's tempting to identify as the good person, but nothing is ever that black and white. But it can be quite helpful. So you can see how both sides of the dynamic are showing up, just understanding that obviously there are shades of gray. Now, when I found myself in this situation a few years ago, I followed the Spartan Life Coach and and all of his content on this, some of his content on this is just utterly brilliant. And to be completely honest, I didn't follow. I actually clung to his every word because I was truly heartbroken by my situation. I used to put his YouTube channel on and fall asleep to his videos because if I didn't have that kind of chatter in my brain, the negative chatter would really overtake. And he has a de facto test if you think you have a toxic friend, which is to simply withdraw slightly and see how that friend reacts and if it's with concern and support, that's one thing. But if it's with recriminations, insults and personal jibes, then you're in no doubt who and what you're dealing with and you can just keep withdrawing. And I'd say it's important to ask yourself a handful of questions you're prepared to answer honestly. And it's the honest answering that's really vital. The first question is, is this friendship making me negative? Two, am I frightened of my friends' moods? Three, does my friend see me as below them? And four, do I feel fatigued after spending time with them? And one thing that every person I've ever spoken to who has found themselves on the rough end of a toxic friendship says the same thing, that while you're in it, it's so hard to spot the red flags. You might feel them, but you bury that feeling deep, deep down. Because even though on some level you know they are red flags, you're more likely to apologise for them and minimise them and ignore them. Yet when you're out of the other side, you can see them so clearly that you chastise yourself for not running at full speed away from them. Because even you can see they were so, so obvious. And there might even be people in your life who are saying to you, are you sure that friendship's good for you? I would just say, pay attention to all of those things. So what are the signs of a toxic friendship? So we're going to outline five here, just five things that can sometimes be a sign that something's not quite 100% right. And the first one is, are you giving more than you're getting? So this can show up in a lot of ways, such as, are you always available for that one friend? But when you need someone, there's something that makes you hesitate before you call or send that message to them. Or maybe you even minimize the problem that you're going through because you don't want to trouble them. This is a pattern, not a one-time thing. So pay attention. Pay attention over time to see how they respond when you need them versus how you respond when they, they need them. See what's really going on. Is it balanced? Is The second thing is, you know, the saying real friends talk crap to your face and say nice things about you behind your back. If you had to put money on it, what do you think this person does? And I can say that I fell foul of this recently. Hopefully, hopefully my last encounter with this kind of situation in that um, I always had what I thought was a very trusted private dialogue with somebody and so I would be very honest about thoughts and feelings and whatnot. And it was quite a shock a little while later to discover that a lot of the very personal stuff that I had shared had been then shared with other people, but with um, with a slightly less flattering a- um, angle on it. So it was almost like my deep, deepest, darkest thoughts were sort of shared in a way that made me look like a bit of a dick, which really hurt my feelings. And I didn't really want to participate in that in that anymore. And so another thing is, and I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, but it's so, so true. If someone's talking crap about you to you, about someone else to you, they're going to be talking crap about you to someone else. It's just It's just how it goes. So pay attention to that and ask yourself, Because there will be someone in your mind if this is relevant to you. Ask yourself what you think they say about you to other people. The third thing is that the clinical psychologist Elizabeth Lombardo says that spending time with a toxic friend can have telltale signs such as an increase in anxiety, headaches or even stomach disturbance. And that you might even feel elated if they cancel plans. But actually, I was reading this and I thought, I think it can show up as being really excited to spend time with them. Like craving it, almost instigating it, but then actually still feeling terrible afterwards. But you keep repeating the pattern because at some point time together was fun, or you have a hope that sometime you'll spend time together and it will be fun. So, again, that's another one that's quite interesting. The stomach disturbance really got to me um, because a few years ago I used to have terrible IBS and it would always play up in certain situations. The fourth thing is that the clinical psychologist and author of The Friendship Fix, The Complete Guide to Choosing, Losing, and Keeping Up With Your Friends, Andrea Bournois, says that another sign can be that you're competitive with each other, or perhaps you feel as though their successes always eclipse yours. Now, I know she's not a clinical psychologist, but I think Billie Eilish has summed this up perfectly in her song, Happier Than Ever, because the lyrics are, or some of the lyrics are, You ruined everything good, always said you were misunderstood made all my moments your own just leave me alone billy has definitely definitely had a toxic friend or a toxic relationship or something but that really does sum it up in that you might cheerlead the person in your life who you put so much support into but when it comes to when you need support you get nothing you get absolutely nothing (laughs) as if oh yeah no that that unimportant thing that and that's when you know that when it feels like a sucker punch it is a sucker punch but it's amazing I can think of a specific example of something where I was like oh my friend didn't get in touch with me about that thing that I spent months preparing for and it happened today and they haven't got in touch and so I said oh I did that thing today and they were like oh is that today and I just felt absolutely just wow and yet I forgave it instantly as if I had done something wrong Because I hadn't um, said, oh, by the way, this is what's happening. Again, that's stupid, stupid, stupid. Anyway. And the fifth thing is, do you feel as though you have to respond immediately when they call or text? So Jill squires Gruber is another clinical psychologist. And she says... That when the person calls or texts you and you feel a dread in the pit of your stomach instead of happiness, then you might be dealing with a toxic friend. And I would go one step further and say that if you feel you have to respond immediately or feel panicked if you can't or then feel as though you have to make up for having not been available, then that's a sure sign something isn't quite right. And this also, um, perhaps I wasn't going to go here with this, but let's do it. This also uh, applies to a toxic workplace and toxic colleagues and bosses. And I distinctly remember being invited on a press trip. And I never I never used to go on a lot of the press trips that I could have gone on because I would always think, oh, I should really be in the office. But I decided to take up the invitation for this incredible press trip to Brazil when I was working on a magazine. And when I landed, and my, my office rarely called me with anything urgent. And when I landed, I was inundated with texts and phone calls saying, you have to call immediately, knowing full well that when I landed, it would be two o'clock in the morning, UK time and there would be nothing but stress and it was just it was very just like oh now I look back and I see what was happening but um, at the time I just spent the entire night worrying rather than enjoying the lovely hotel I was in and the lovely beauty editor friends I was hanging out with but there we go you live and you learn and look I'm not saying that you should hit the eject button on your friendships far from it but if you have an uneasy feeling about any of the dynamics you're in and you want to find out one way or the other or confront the situation, then I think this is helpful food for thought. And I'll put some links in the show notes to books. And I'll also reference. Um, I had to. I had Dr. Ramani Devazula on the podcast, and she's an expert in narcissism, and she talks about these kind of friendship dynamics a lot. In fact, she's done the most incredible breakdowns of Sex in the City on her YouTube channel. Because I don't know about you, I cannot stand Carrie Bradshaw. I think she is the worst kind of malignant narcissist, and I see it. I know it, but having Dr. Ramini with her incredible um, expertise in psychology actually break it down as to why she is a narcissist is just brilliant. So I'll put the link to the episode I did with Dr. Ramini in the podcast notes and also a link to her YouTube channel because it's really helpful stuff. Because the thing is, if you like me find yourself repeating this pattern and finding yourself in the same situation, but with different people over and over again, this kind of information can help you see those red flags a bit more clearly and avoid them um i think we should discuss this in some detail in the facebook group what do you think why don't you come over there and tell me how you've handled toxic friendships obviously i'm chatting to you and perhaps being a bit too open about some situations i've been in but i'd love to hear about um your situations and how you've navigated your way through them whether you have cut all ties or whether you've been able to negotiate better terms with a friend i would love to find out also if you're concerned if you're in one of these dynamics right now then ask the group let's kind of let's talk about it in the group because i'm sure we'll give you some very honest feedback and we'll be there to support you if you do indeed realize that you are perhaps not in the greatest of dynamics and if you have any tried and true techniques for dealing with a toxic friend Then please I'd love to hear about it. Share it with me, share it with other listeners to the podcast in the Facebook group. Please do come over there and join. The Facebook group link to join will be in the show notes, as will the email, thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. And obviously, if you're following me on Instagram and Twitter, and please go and follow me on Instagram and please like and share everything. Because I don't know, someone I think I think Instagram hates me and they want me to not be seen by very many people. I'm having a funny week with Instagram. It's my toxic friend at the moment. I'm putting a lot of effort into it, but I'm not getting a lot of return. So please do go and like, uh, like, comment, share, all of those things. That'd be really helpful. But I'm at Emma Guns over on Instagram, on threads, on Twitter. And then of course, there's that Facebook group. And if you want to email me personally, and perhaps um, this is a sensitive subject for you and you want to keep it private, then you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. That is everything for bullet points this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following, for commenting on posts, subscribing and for spreading the word about the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you once again. I shall see you on the next one.